This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. What is the world like today for the people who are frequently shocked, challenged and been at the forefront of changes that many see as outrageous? Are the rainbow people still changing their world for the better? I'm Malcolm Angus. Welcome to Outrageous, the program that investigates, supports and advocates for the rainbow people of New Zealand. Good day, listeners. This is Malcolm Angus once again with Outrageous on OAR 105.4 FM. And I have a guest that I haven't spoken to on the program for yonks. And her name is Jenny, and she appeared on my show very early on when it was called Outrageous Aging, and not just Outrageous. So I'm sitting in Jenny's lovely dining room, looking across at Carey's Bay, and I'm interviewing her at her home. And we've got a lot to catch up on. So welcome back to Outrageous, Jenny. Thank you very much, Malcolm. It's good to see you too. It really now, is. let's deal, first of all, with why um, you're at home and not working, because these <laughs> things matter. So you've had a, a, a couple of... Um, incidents to do with your body you, <laughs> that aren't the ones we've talked about before. Rather, yes, rather. I was a bit, a bit battered at the moment. I fell off a ladder and fractured my foot, did me back in, and now I've got a ruptured <laughs> disc and sciatica. <laughs> so my dancing days are sort of on hold for the moment. Well, I do, I do hope they are on hold because we have the Gay Gatsby Ball coming up. It at uh, the Harbourside Grill on the 27th of August. That's this year. Um, 8.30 till late. And it's dress up, show up, party up. And it's for everybody. So hopefully that there will be some of you listening who will want to be outrageous at the Gay Gatsby Ball at the Harbourside Grill. And the tickets are on sale at Eventbrite. And they are $65 plus the booking fee, which I think takes it up to... So, um, Jenny, you've said that you'll do your best to get there, despite the fact that you're hobbling at the moment. (laughs) Watch out, dear, because there'll be colour coming through that door, and it'll be me. (laughs) (laughs) So, this little party is to celebrate, I think, the ending of winter. It is a fancy dress party, and I don't think there are too many of those that go on in Dunedin. So, we really want you to let your hair down. Um, put your colour on. There are going to be best dressed and best dancers, but if you can't dance, Jenny, then you're in for the best dressed. And there are going to be some great prizes. Um, so I'm just mentioning that now while, I, while I've got the audience's attention. And <laughs> I always get the audience's attention when I have you as a guest, Jenny. Aww. Um, so, Jenny, let's, let's reminisce, shall we? Because it's Go been for a it. while. Yeah. Um, how's life been with you since COVID kicked in? Because I don't think I've spoken to you on the no, show. No, you haven't. Yet. No. So, how have you? What's your done? name again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Malcolm. 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 <laughs> Malcolm. And this is outrageous. Um, Jenny, come on. You've always been outrageous since I've known you. Totally. So tell me about the outrageous things you've been up to, plus the good things you've been up to, which may intersect. 
Well, my uh, comedy shows are doing alright. I've been on hold for a while, a little while, about a month and a bit, while I'm healing. But there's another one coming up. It's the Breast Cancer Show. So, again, other comedy shows to raise money for breast cancer awareness and all that stuff. And uh, us girls are going to do that. Us girls are going. Us girls are going to be doing that. So, that's coming up soon in a month's time. I haven't got the specific date yet. Um, I'm still doing shows at um, the Dog with Two Tails. That's fun. Last month, I've just I've just taken a couple of on times off while I till the painkillers get in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and how's that been going for you? Oh, I love it, honestly. And the comedians who go on board with it, they're so supporters of me and so caring. It's just oh, they're lovely guys. We all got our own issues, but they are so supportive. I mean that. And when when is the dog with two tails show on? And once a month, is it? Once every second week. Once every every, once a fortnight, week. yes. Yep. And it was the last Thursday it was, and probably in two weeks' time. So it's on a Thursday night. Thursday night at the okay. Dog with Two Tails, and that's so much fun. And I tell you what, the crowds love it. And um, when I get on stage, you always just say, "Does anyone? How many? Anyone ever met a transgendered lady?" And a few hands go. By the time I finish, they pat me on the back, shake my hands, and they'll, they'll say, "Oh my God, I love you." And what I'm trying to do is break the fear that people have about transgendered folks and what have you and they say we're just like you and quite good so next time they meet a transgender person they're not in this fear mode they're oh we remember Jenny she was so much fun and they'll meet another transgender person with the same enthusiasm which I'm trying to do break the fear which is society has these weird things so wherever I go I try to make a better world in any way I can I do my, my arts um, being good now that's, I've sold a few of those Um yeah, this, uh, this time off from work is just uh, giving me time to pause in life and um, reevaluate myself, which is good. I'm also uh, counting down to the retirement date. I've got about ninety six weeks before I retire, <laughs> so looking forward to that, kiddo. And I've done a marriage. I'm a marriage celebrant. I've um, oh, I love that Graham and Prue, beautiful couple. Um, our age, you know, you know, late forties and fifties, I think. And ah, oh, I I thank God that did that day and that day just I was in the right place doing the right thing for me. I loved it. I love being there for them. You know. So ah, oh, and I've got another one coming up maybe. So anyone wants to get married and you want to live a puddling comedian transgendered one to do it for you as a celebrate, I'm there, baby. It's just phone me. Good on you, Jenny. Now they can't just phone you. No, I know. Because you're not in the phone book. <laughs> no, that's true. No, okay. So, um, <laughs> if you want to give out your number on air, you're more than uh, welcome to, but it's up to you. Yeah, well, I can give you more. Or do you want um, a contact to be made through my show, perhaps? Please, that would be marvellous. All right. So, my show, of course, can be reached through OAR 105.4 FM at Community House. Yes. Um, all right, Jenny, let's talk about your experience of vaccinations. Oh. Have you had one? Yes, I have. And about three weeks before that, I had a tetanus jab and I had another jab. And I've been in our hospital going, OK, I'm like a tea bag now, so full of holes. <laughs> so why did you need a tetanus jab, Jenny? <laughs> um, I got bit by the cat. <laughs> oh. well, yeah, it was the middle of the night and I, I must have moved the wrong way and she did not like what I did. And I got, next thing I know, I'm getting scratched. OK. Yeah. So is is the cat are the cat and you on good terms again? Oh yeah, best of friends again. Right. Yeah, she's got most of the bed. I sit on the end. Right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> because my puppy and I are not on good terms this morning, 
because when I woke up, I found that the remote control for the um, <laughs> oh, no. pump heater had been chewed and broken, and also the remote control for my CD player had been rendered into particles. So she and I have had a standoff this morning. I think you would. And um, she knows she's in disgrace, and I have to now track down to see if I can find replacement remote controls, and I rather think it's going to be difficult. Anyway, that's that's what happens when you have pets that you love and they get bored. <laughs> now, I don't think your cat was bored when it scratched you. It was no. probably just wanting to sleep. Yes, and I just rolled on her. Yes. yes. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, our pets sometimes um, are at cross-purposes with us. All right, so you've had one COVID or two COVIDs? One, vaccinations? just one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and it's probably a good thing that you, because evidence seems to be that um, a longer break between the two gives you greater immunity, so it may be that you just want to pause until you get back and have the second one because I don't think they're worrying too much whether you make that deadline they set. Oh, okay. So that, that might be worth chasing up with your own GP and just say, you know, is it true that um, I'll ask. I have better immunity if the, the gap between the two um, is longer than it first was for other people like myself who've had both. Um, Jenny, you're actions and community sense have got you into doing a whole lot of things for other people. Of course. Um, are you still, apart from your comedy gigs, are you still supporting um, people who are transgendering? Are you doing that? Not just transgender people. Right. Anyone who <coughs> reaches out and uh, I do what I can. Yeah. You, know, you want to you make the world a better place? It starts with you, dear. And you have to do something. Yep. If you walk past, then you're part of the problem. So how are you doing that? How are you getting well, to people? Well, um, I was asked the other night to do another interview. Another interview. And um, it was at the kind company. It was, I don't know, 50, 60 people at Youngsters from the te from the university. And we, were, me and another lady, M Misty, were being interviewed by Amal, beautiful lady. And she's very kind, and uh, she asked me about my life and bits and pieces. I said, of course I'll do this. About making the world a better place. And I've got so many people putting their hands up and just telling me things. And I know what I need to do. I, I My life path is leading me to, um, how can I say, not counsellor. Um, oh, how, can I, how can I say this? It seems to be pushing me in the direction of being there for people who haven't got a voice and I have got no problem speaking out I'm very kind of what I do and I want to be there for people I can't fix anyone but I can be a voice and people tell me so much things and and I've got so many Texas people saying thank God you're there. and I, one of them put, um, named Sheen left the meeting and sent me a text that night and said to him when I left you made me feel so whole and you know, how can you... So how where, can you, where, where were you doing this? It's the Kind Company on um, 333 George Street. It's, and what it's, is, what it's is like it? a restaurant, a health food restaurant place. Oh, yeah. But it's a big... It's it the, was a wonderful experience. It's called the Kind Company. I think so, yeah. Because yep. it just went in, And it's... Um, and how did you get to be invited to... Oh, there's a young lady called Tash. 
mm-hmm. and she's at the university. Okay, now about a year ago, I it was um, I went over to the bank by the museum bank, I call it the West Bank, and I saw this. You, they had all the students had all these tents out and all these things going on. I thought, I've got to go over there. It's lively and I like being alive. So I went over there and I met Tash, who came to one of my dances. And apparently, oh yeah, that's another thing. Half the people in there go, no, you taught me dance. You were there with dancing. You danced with me. I went, wow. What I, I'm having an effect on society, Dunedin society, without even knowing it. I've been getting interviewed by the MTCC um, and they're going to try and help me do things like that too. My life's going in a strange direction. Um, as a, um, a, And what did she call me? A leader. A leader? I said, me? A leader? Apparently so. And that's how I'm seen in uh, the way of kindness and gentleness uh, it's just amazing people just stop me in the street and um, I want to go in a cafe and, they, and they, they know me and I, I can't remember them and they say God you help me get through this problem you help me get through that I don't know what to explain myself and what it is happening but it's more and more and more I'm getting driven in a direction to be a, a spokesman for people that need help and do you know what? It makes me feel like a, a warm light inside me. I don't know what it is, but it, it it's more powerful than like the comedy and the, the art are doing. I mean, it's like, wow, I'm being led somewhere here. And I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to follow it. I don't know where I'm going to end up or what's going to happen, but yeah. Mm. So um, people listening today... Um, uh, we've already said I, uh, they can contact OAR 105.4FM yes. if they want to be in contact with you. Um, are you intending to set up some sort of um, internet uh, contact for yourself? I'm thinking along these lines. I've got to do yeah. a safety course. I've got yep. a YouTube channel out, which I'm learning to do, and I've talked to businesses around town, and I said, would you mind me interviewing you when I get all set up? And they go, no, they'd be great. And what I want to do is not about just being my transgender, but people are scared to go out because they think people make fun of them. Because it, you know, we get all this from when we're in school and the bullying us. I go round from North Dunedin to South Dunedin, and I'm known from one end to the other. Not for my shows and, and my artwork, but my attitude towards kindness. I don't have to say it, but and that's that's where I'm going. Mm. It's just leading me. I'm not leading it, and it's just—it's just wonderful feeling. It's just—it's amazing. It's like I—I I feel like I've got a path, and this is what I'm here for. You know, it's strange, but that's what's happening. One of the things, and I don't know whether down in Port Chalmers you see the the Star newspaper. Do you ever get? I, I don't get it anymore here. Perhaps it's stopped. Okay, um, I'll try and get you a copy because. It so happened that one of the reporters from the start um, chased me down to do an article on um, retirement and ageing for the Rainbow community, and that appeared on the front page of the Star last week. Yes. And um, one of the issues that I wanted to discuss with the reporter was the difficulties transgender people may encounter going into aged care, whether they're receiving aged care services at their home or going into an aged care facility. And one of the things I discussed with him, and I can't remember whether he put it in the newspaper article, which I thought was brilliantly written and amazingly presented um, on the cover of of the newspaper, um, 
because it it had the capacity to be over provocative but it wasn't it was beautifully presented and also the reporter tracked down two um, gay men who are living in retirement and their story is a positive one which is yes. great my worries were mainly about the transgender community who my understanding of aged care is if you go into aged care then there is a need for a GP who understands your health yes, situations definitely. to be consulted if something goes wrong with you. Now I know that I interviewed a transgender woman um, on the phone in Invercargill who explained that she had to come to Dunedin for medical appointments because there was nobody in Invercargill really? all the way from Invercargill to, uh, to Dunedin who looked after transgender women. Now that's, wow. So I was amazed at that. Yeah. But it also, of course, um, raises the question, if a transgender woman who lives in Invercargill has to go into aged care, they will not be able to go into aged care anywhere near their friends or family or support groups because there is no GP Supportive. supporting them. Yeah. And that means they're going to end up maybe four hours away from the people they love well, and their community. So to me, that's a major issue that isn't being addressed by the medical profession, that not to have a GP in Invercargill who looks after transgender people is astounding as far as I'm concerned. And I wonder um, how difficult it might have been for you or other transgender people to find a GP who understands... Um, and is appropriate for you and whatever health issues you have that are, can I say, are unique to transgender yes. people. Um, what do you feel about that situation? Well, when I first, before I changed my gender surgically, you, you have to go to these, um, I had to find a chemist that would give me the prescriptions and stuff. A lot put the phone down, some didn't, said, no, we don't do that. And, want, and then Sarah Jane at the chemist near the Ottagon said, yeah, yes, I'll do you with these stuff. And I went in there, and the woman who was working at the time, I don't know if she still works, she said, oh, you're one of those. And I went, yeah, I was so embarrassed. Eh? I said, yes, because I was just coming out, so I didn't know what to do with And anyway, Sarah came up to me and goes, I'll deal with this. And she was very nice to me. From that point on, I was supported. It does take someone in the thing to say, I'll be there for you. And my doctor now, I had to find one who's really good. Um, so I find it generally Dunedin is a good place for it. Um, yeah. So I, I've been even thicker than usual because I didn't even think about it, uh, the pharmaceutical side. Yes. So you have to find a chemist that is also... Quite, yes. And I'm quite well known now and I'm wherever I go now because I'm extroverted. Yeah. <laughs> Ever so slightly. <laughs> just, just a little. Just a little. Yeah, I have noticed sometimes that yeah. you do um, stand out in the crowd. Totally. Yeah. And so now I'm, when I go into a place, whatever I need to do, doctors or a campus or whatever you're now, they, they can't not but notice me and I, I don't back down. I'm very polite and kind with it. Well, they're not aggressive in that way. Right. So you found a GP. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, you had to go into a hospital recently, I understand. Yes. And that was for a chest infection? It was, uh, I got, I got um, acute bronchitis, yeah. That was terrible night, that was. 
Um, you only had the one night there. One night in the hospital was it was um, ten days building up to it though. Mm. I couldn't get out of bed for ten days, right. and then it just got to one point I couldn't breathe, and the ambulance had to be called. And I was just, <sighs> I'm glad they did because yeah. I was really sick. So tell me, how did that go for you in in the issues of you being respected? I was totally respected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, massively. Yeah, it was. So this was in the public Dun- system. Yes, Dunedin Hospital. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no problem. I was supported, and they were very, very polite bits and pieces. Yeah, I can't fault them. Hmm. You know, and they were. I said, you know, the nurses not just overworked there because of the situation, hmm. and they were still polite and kind to it. Hmm. You know, so no. Comfort. Well, that's great news because a lot of the news that comes out of the Southern District Health Board's um, uh, controlled area isn't always so positive, is it? The Southern District Health Board seems to get a bashing quite frequently uh, in in the news. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that your story oh, is I, a positive. I yes, one. I was choking on me and coughing more of you, and the nurse, mm. beautiful male nurse, nailed down. I said, oh, you're going to give me a wedding ring. You're proposing to me. And he nearly wet himself laughing. He goes, no, you're, you're a breath of fresh air in here. Mm. Yeah. And I was yes, like, I can imagine. Yeah. And all the people in their wheelchairs were all sound sad and had been pushed past. Even though I was sprouting. I said, you're, hello, darling. I got them all smiling. And that's what we needed. I actually thought, what if I should volunteer and go in and just no, talk to no, patients? No, no, no. no, no, no. Just, just hold back, Jenny. <laughs> there are six people there, Jenny. I know. I cheer them up. It worked wonderful. Yeah. You might, yes. Um, I might just do that. You might have to tread carefully sometimes. I know. I know. Um, all right. So you had that experience. You got better. What did they do? They just give you antibiotics, or oh, they kept me in as what have you, and they give, they um, gave me some antibiotics and what have you. Yeah, yeah. I was very poorly. And uh, you, they got you back home again. And my friends got me home. Your friends got you home. Yeah, yeah. They so that was that was a good. I was felt cared for, and yeah. the other day when I was in hospital again with this uh, back injury, again, again they were there for me, and I was so I was just wiped. I was so sore, so painful. Mm. I haven't. I was in Cash Bay Hotel, and I was interviewing a couple to, to, to um, for their marriage. You see, and I just couldn't. I was. I was nothing get out. I was had me painkillers. Like, oh, it's not much wrong. It went down there. So I go put on a smile, my show show stage smile. I was polite to them bits and pieces. And I think next thing you know, I tried to get up and I just poof, went down. I went and um, they had to because be, you'd seized up. Oh, I was down. so so sore, and yeah. they had to carry me. In the, I had to lay down in the back of the car because I couldn't sit. Mm. I, my whole body was in pain, and then I was crying my eyes out all the way to hospital. And then next thing you know, they rushed in the hospital and yeah, needling the sedation and needle in the back and ease the pain yeah so so that's I've so had five I've had five months of pain in many different things happening yes. so it's been a hard year this year but um, I still I still try and put so you fell off a lad at work yeah. broke your ankle I've, I've done something to my back yeah lumbar sprain and, and everything else did yeah. something to your ribs is that right that my back the bottom of my back just above the tailbone around there yeah the cockix yeah, above that, and yeah. then and then something else. I don't know how it's happened. I've done something else to my um, the, yeah. ruptured. A, yeah. It's probably a follow-on. I don't know. Yes. So um, you got you had to go into hospital for that, <laughs> and, and I guess they X-rayed it and plastered it. I said to them they should keep a room special for me because I'm being in and out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm well known. Anyway, so it sounds like though 
that you're slowly improving and if your back can ease off and the spasms can stop and all the muscles around the injured area start relaxing things get better Um, what are you up to next Jenny in terms of um, getting out there you've got to get back to work eventually See what happens. See what happens. Yeah. You're on light duties at the moment, or I'm not at work at the moment. I was just doing four hours a day, and then this secondary thing happened. So now I'm off again. I don't know if I'm able to keep that job. I don't know, but I might have to look for a different type of job. I have no idea. But ACC would have been looking after you. Yeah, very. They're very looking after me. Yes. All these people are looking after me, and I feel so supported. That's great. And uh, yeah, so whatever happens is going to happen. I just have to pull up with it. What have you? I go from day to day at the moment. That's all I can think of. Right. You know? Um, how, one of the things we talked about, and maybe it's too late now to talk about it, but I do want to get back to you with another interview and talk about um, the issues that um, you were coping with when we last spoke, and those were to do with the closest members of your family. And I hope that those have somehow moved on or changed no so that may be something you don't want to talk about um well it's a journey lovey yeah okay it's yeah. a journey and they're doing what they can do to be have a happy life okay yes. okay so it, it was something that exercised your mind and you had ups and downs with that which you did talk about to the radio audience jenny we're getting to the end of our 26 minutes wow it does fly, time flies it? Don't it you? does fly um listeners you've been um overhearing a conversation between myself and Jenny, a transgender woman who has a very happy one. Um, been on my radio show before when it was Outrageous Aging, but I don't think I've interviewed Jenny as part of the Outrageous show. So, Jenny, thank you so much for giving me your time, giving me your hospitality in your beautiful cottage over oh. in Carey's Bay. And um, I hope to come back again and do another interview or maybe interview you somewhere else when you're feeling a bit stronger and a bit more bouncy. But I do hope to see you bouncing around at the Gay Gatsby mm-hmm. on the 27th of August. Yes, no problem. Yes, and tickets can only be got over um, from Eventbrite for those who are interested at the Harborside Grill starting 8.30 till late and late maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock. And we're hoping for a lot of people to turn up. So thanks, Jenny, so much for giving me your time today. Oh, so welcome. You're okay. Uh, And that's it, listeners, from Outrageous. Goodbye. Malcolm Angus signing off. Thank you so much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.